0: Hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson, and we got a good one today. We're going to talk about the 30 pre draft visits the Steelers have done, scheduled, or in the process of. But before we do, you get to 30 pretty quick. And if your favorite player is on this list, it doesn't mean anything, to be honest with you. They, it, it, never forget that April is lying season, they will bring guys in to send smoke screens. Every team in the league knows every team's 30 pre-draft visits. There's no secrets. Any of you can find them online. You know, these are, you can find the commanders, the Cowboys, whomever. So there's no secrets here. Um, they've met with many players at their pro day, at the combine. Um, you know, you've gone in and done research on these guys. You can do Zoom calls. You can talk to their agents. So just because you don't have them in for a pre-draft visit doesn't mean anything that they're off the board or they're not looking at a specific position, but there is things to learn. Now there will be another combine medical recheck. I don't know that date in front of me, but some of these visits are really only to come in and get the medicals, you know, like uh, he was fighting something or not quite over something at the combine strongly considering picking this player We want our doctors to get our hands on them. You know, okay. Some of them are, man, I didn't get the questions answered. A lot of them, honestly, are are this. Whether it's medical, whether it's scheme, whether it's ability to learn, what they know on the board, personality. It's our Our report isn't complete quite on this player. We're not comfortable where our report is at. We still have one big question that we didn't get answered. And we like this guy enough that we want to consider drafting him. I really want to get that answer. Some of them, you know, Jalen Carter is a perfect example. I'm picking five, six, seven, whatever. I got a legit crack at the best player in the draft, but there's concerns. I want to spend the entire day with him. I want to take him to a lot. Pete Carroll takes him to lunch at the facility You you know, medical, all sorts of things. You know, you spend a lot of time with the player. Now I'm more comfortable with them. A lot harder for him to lie to you. A lot harder for them to dance around subjects or whatever, unlike a 15-minute meeting. So don't look too much into this, but I still think this is a really fun conversation. So let's start with offense. The first guy on the list I'm looking at here is quarterback Clayton Toon from Houston. He has not been here yet. He will be soon. Um, right now they have two quarterbacks on the roster. You're going to take four to camp. They have two seventh-round picks. I think there's a very legit chance one of those is a quarterback. Maybe you have Mason Rudolph on speed dial. Maybe you think there's an offer out there for Trubisky. So, quarterbacks make all the sense in the world. Not to mention, the other thing about these two, I should have said this to open the show, and it won't be the case for the Steelers, but I'm sure it was last year when you did your homework on Pickett, Willis, Ritter, etc. Well, there's a really good chance you're going to play against those guys. And, and that's true at all positions, but quarterback, it's more important. If I can really learn what makes Desmond Ritter tick and he ends up as the Browns' next quarterback or whatever, well, that's useful information. Or more likely, you know, Bring in Keanu Neal when he came out. You don't end up drafting him. But at some point over the player's career, you bring him in as a free agent. You know, I mean, their first contract's up. Bring him in. You know a little more about him. I spent the day with him. I liked that kid. He was a good scheme fit. We just didn't have the chance to draft him. So, Toon is somebody they probably like, but they're probably realizing they got to at least add another quarterback of note. Um, there's some receivers here, I think are really interesting. And I like these names and we've talked about some of them. I previewed my wideouts not too long ago. You can go back, and get some of my thoughts on those guys. Jonathan Mingo, big, well-built receiver out of Ole Miss. Up oh, before we talked about him, no running backs on the list. Does that mean they're not going to draft a running back? I wouldn't say that, but I think it's sort of like quarterback situation. There's going to be a lot of them to pick from. It's going to be a late round pick. It's going to be an undrafted dude. It's going to be one of those seventh rounders. Something along those lines. There's a ton of running backs in this class. Why start narrowing it down with your 30 picks to bring in five different running backs you're not sure about? Just kind of wait to see who's there if you're going to take one. So, there you go. Mingo from Mississippi. This dude seems to be getting a lot of steam, you know, as a a day two pick, most likely. I think they look at him as what they wanted out of Claypool as a big power slot. I think this one's very real. I think they would love to land Mingo. I'm just wondering if they'll pay the, the cost it'll be to get him. Will he be there in their third round pick? I don't know. Um, would you use your second, second round pick on him? I don't know, but you start trading down, you start accumulating picks. You, who knows? You know, Mingo could be a stealer. Um, Charlie Jones from Purdue and Jaden Reed from Michigan State are the other, other two receivers. Both are in that neighborhood, third, fourth round, good players, good fits. Uh, Reed in particular excites me. He, neither one of these guys is as big and physical as Mingo, particularly Reed. But he's explosive. He's slot. He can play outside. He's a really good player too. So these are names I like to see on this list, as is true with these next two. You know, we broke down offensive tackles. And Dawad Jones from Ohio State. I think the interest is very real there, as is Antoine Harrison from Oklahoma. Uh, these guys would be factors to me at 32. You know, Jones is the biggest human being you've ever seen. Right tackle. I'm not so sure you wouldn't draft them and say, hey, learn how to play the left side. We'll give you a year to do it. Harrison's the prototypical left tackle pass blocker type. Um, this is the part that makes no sense to me whatsoever. These interior offensive linemen, particularly pure guards, Cyrus Osiris Torrance, who might be there at 32, might even go to Washington at 16 before you even get a chance at him. He's a pure mauling, big ass guard. Um, I don't know why you waste your time on this guy. I, I mean, I, maybe they adore him and I would understand that. I still don't want to take a guard at 17 if I didn't make those signings, let alone after making the signings. Do they look at Salamalu and say he's a tackle? I mean, I'm straining for ideas of why you'd bring in Osiris Torrance, who's going to be a top 40 pick, probably a first-rounder. And Steve Avilia is not much different from TCU, but Avilia at least has played some center. I think he's going to be a really good player. I mean, I have nothing against these players. It's just I don't understand – you know, and as well as John Michael Schmitz. You know, these are guys we talked about a lot. These are the best interior linemen in this draft. Are they not done at interior O-line? Is this just a giant smokescreen of telling the world, you know, Joe Average, you know, guy out there thinks Steelers need O-line, so they're bringing in O-line, but really they're only looking at left tackles? That seems like a waste of time for that. Cody Mock isn't much different, North Dakota State. I mean, he was a left tackle. I don't think they would view him as a left tackle. I think he's an inside guy all day long. And then there's a guard here I don't really know anything about, and that's Chandler Zavalia from NC State. I'll look into him after we're done here, hit and record, but he's not an early pick. But all the interior offensive linemen, four of my top five interior linemen are coming in for a visit. I don't understand that. Are they just going to set the world record for interior offensive linemen that they're interested in or that they're going to bring in? That doesn't add up to me uh, unless there's some other shoe to drop. Like I said, uh, you know, a, a trade, a, a signing, a tackle. I just don't understand why you're looking at guards. So let's take a quick break and we will look at the defense from here on. out All right, this one I love, Gervin Dexter from Florida. Now, comparisons sometimes get a little extreme. Obviously, oh, uh, who's your mind? You Walter Payton. Who's your mind? You Jerry Rice. Yeah, you know, Joe Green. Okay, I mean, but Gervin Dexter has some Chris Jones to him. Very long, Jones coming out of college, very raw, a lot of ability there. Great tester, long arms. If you're looking at it 3-4 wise, he's a 3-4 D end, not nose tackle. But he would be a great moldable piece of clay that I would consider at 32 and would be pretty darn interested at 47. So, I love that Dexter's coming in. Um, we've talked a little bit about Ika, the big nose from Baylor. He fits. I mean, he's a nose. He's a power player. He wouldn't be a ton of snaps. Um I guess that makes sense. You know, I, I kind of thought that they might be done at nose, but Eco would be better than the two that are here. Would almost guarantee that one of the two would be knocked off the roster. I can't use 32 on a pure nose. And he's, you know, taller, runs better than Casey Hampton, you know, but he's a modern day nose. And, but he's a physical force in the middle of your defense. So I get it. Benton is almost 50% Dexter, who I talked about, 50% of Ika. It's Keanu Benton from Wisconsin. I think he's a second-round pick all day long. Quality player. Probably isn't going to go to tons of Pro Bowls, but the injuries aside, probably plays a really long time and is a force and is a quality contributor on any roster. I need to rewind real quick. They didn't bring in any tight ends you know you know my affinity about the tight ends i I don't look at this and think, oh, they're out of the tight end market I really don't I, I mean I'm sh- I know they like Hayward I know they like Gentry I know they love Friar Muth. but there's so many of them and you only get thirty visits do you want to spend five of your visits on tight ends Well I rather they did that than guards, but whatever um I just think that they're probably not going to pick the pick of the litter at tight end but when they start falling, I think they'll be very interested still. So, it is noteworthy. None of the tight ends in an awesome tight end class in for a visit. Um, back to defensive guys here. They're listing Tuli truly up to a top of Loto as an edge, he would be more of a D tackle here slash the Marvin Leal type. Yes, he's lined up outside the the shoulder of a tackle of an offensive tackles. Plenty at USC. I just don't see it with this guy. I don't see him as a fit. Um, The other three make all the sense in the world. D Lyman, two, 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 uh, I'm going to just kill his name. So I'm not going to say it anymore. Um, He doesn't fit into me. I mean, maybe at 47, that's the first I would consider him. And then we got a bunch of defensive backs. We'll start with two safeties. Daniel Scott from Cal, Tanner Ingle from NC State. Is another NC State dude? I don't know. They got a guard and a safety coming in from NC State that I don't really know what they're all about. I will. Um, But I do like Scott. I think Scott's a really good pickup. Excellent tester. Good size. Um, Mid-round pick. Fourth, fifth-round pick. Something like that. Immediate special teamer, of course. So, I think Scott is a name to know. I don't think there's any smokescreen there. Dude from Cal, University of California. So know that name is a mid-rounder. Don't be surprised if, you know, he's, he's, you know, ends up in black and gold. I could see that. Now, these corners are all the high profile names. You know, they, they didn't bring in the top two, Witherspoon or Gonzalez. My hunch is if they're there, they just jump on them and they have, they have enough answers on those dudes. I don't think either will be there. But all the other names you'd expect, Kylie Ringo, Emmanuel Forbes, Tyreek Stevenson, Julius Brents, Joey Porter Jr., Deontay Banks. These are all first, second round corners. (laughs) Well, I'm going to do a little something here to you. So, I'm not going to break all those guys down because I did, yes, I did last night from my lazy boy. Um, My article this week, I didn't plan on doing this to you. I plan on talking about all the visits, but it just is too good to pass up. That My article this week was, I ranked my top 10 corners through the Steelers' eyes. And all of those names I mentioned came in the top 10. You can read much more about them than I'll tell you now. And maybe even tomorrow I'll go through that list with you. But I always like to leave my article up 24 hours or so before we talk about it on here. Um, The only one that didn't make my top 10 was Tyreek Stevenson from Miami, who is in town today, April 5th. And he was my honorable mentions. He was I you need know, three honorable mentions and a top 10 corners list. So all in all, this list makes all the sense in the world to me. Some of them are just know, smoke screens, but, man, I need to figure out one more thing about that guy. Let's bring him in. The thing that just adds makes no sense to me, though, is why you bring in high-profile guards and center types. I, I think that ship should be sailed by now. But there you have it. That's what I have to say about it. Over and out.